guys, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I am your host, Anthony Mullen. Thank you for joining me. It is a Saturday night, Saturday morning. It's Friday night, Saturday morning, about a week ago since I recorded my last episode. Uh, episode six just episode six just dropped yesterday. Um, I'm actually not at Chris's today. I'm at home kind of by myself i had girlfriend and the puppy went to work real quick i do want to point out is that next saturday is the 21st it's new record uh, it's uh, record store day and i'm very excited because this is my first time knowing about record store day uh, i kind of heard about it about a month or two ago when i was jumping back into vine uh, vinyl collecting and then i kind of forgot about it i was in the shop about two weeks ago and i just saw a sticker saying something and I asked the counter, I'm like, oh, no, when's record, when's new record, when's record store day? And he goes, uh, the 21st. I was like, oh, shit, that's like pretty soon. So I plan to have a, a fun episode next Saturday. I don't know if I'm going to be doing a show after shopping, before shopping. Maybe it's on the road show. Who knows how that's going to be put out. Maybe it may be just be some clips I take on my phone while I'm in the store. Maybe I'll interview someone. Who knows? But I want to try and get a fun episode out for next uh, for next for this year's uh, record store day, and that'll be coming to you probably in a week or two after that one. Nothing else important I have to say. I have something I have to announce, and it's because, like I said, I'm kind of alone today, but I have a guest. He was looking, trying to be on back issues for the past four years. As I said before, I'll say it again. He missed that shot. Oh well, it's kind of funny, but. We, when I started Vinyl Divers, he was like, I want to be on that. And he had nothing to do tonight, so he's sleeping over. And I want to introduce my guest for today, uh, Dominic, my little brother. Hello, up, everybody. Say, oh, okay. Just going to jump and say hi to everyone. Um, so you were on a couple weeks, about a month and a half ago, when we recorded our another episode. Don't tell anyone it is yet, because at some point they're just be like, oh, this is it. Or I can tell them what it is. I know. I've also so, listened so, to this album twenty million times before. So you listen. You love this album. We're going to be talking about my tonight. favorite album of all time. We're going to get there in a minute. But I just want to so just let everyone know. So you're my you're my well you're one of my brothers. Um, for people that don't know me, or the people that follow me from my other shows, do know I do have younger siblings. Um, my parents split up when I was a little kid, when I was a baby. So I got a set of I have a brother and a, I have a set of a brother and a sister on each side of my family. So you're my brother from my mom's side. You're my you're my mom's you're my you're my mom's son, and are my stepdad. Oh, that's kind of weird to say, but whenever I talk about my brothers, you know, you know how confusing it is. Where I'm like, oh yeah, my brother. And like, oh your your brother. I'm like, well, and and or people be like, oh how's your mom or how's your dad? And I'm just like, wait, you're friends with my dad, so that means you're talking about my stepmom. Oh yeah, my stepmom's doing great. It's awkward and fun. It's. And I don't know if you realize, but like you know how sometimes I talk like when I mention dad, I mention I say dad. Yeah. He's not my dad. He's he's my stepdad. But you know, we, dad. Yeah. When we're talking to you, I call him by his name. I call him Steve mm -hmm. when I'm talking to him. But when we're when we talk about him, I call him dad. It's the same thing with with Lindsay, and it's a little awkward when we talk about mom, and it means I mean Lori. <laughs> so you're here. You're my little brother, and that's so, your older brother. Yeah. No, no, no. I always wanted an older brother. I couldn't get one of those. Said I got two little brothers. Bleh. Just kidding. I love them. Love you guys both. I love all of you four. Happy National Sibling Day, by the way. That was the longest time ago. 
Wasn't it? No, it was like a week ago, right? That's it was just a long time. It was a time. week ago, and I, it was a week ago, and I wish you guys a happy National Sibling Day the next day. Like two days late, yeah. A day late. You saw it two days late. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. I posted it. I I, I liked it. I know you should have. It was good. Why'd I tried to pick that photo. Like I didn't have any photos of you. <laughs> How do you find any photos of me? Just go on my Instagram. I didn't. I didn't want to steal a photo of you. Here, I'll take a photo of you right now. Uh click. <laughs> good <laughs> Jufro. Ah, he's got a little Jufro. Um. So the reason I got you on the show, hey, sorry everyone, you just—I don't care. I mean, this is, this is the part where you kind of get to know me in a personal way. You kind of get to know my family. You kind of get to know me. Don't worry, music's coming. But you know, the whole idea is that you get to know a little about a little bit about me and my guest. Um, so you can So music's always been a big part of our lives because of dad. Um, yes. I'd always say if I was talking to Lindsay and Joey, it'd be sports would be a big part of our lives because you know that my dad, my dad is a big sports person, like. Your dad, my dad, this dad likes sports, but music Not as much as music. Music is his thing, and even though he didn't ever played any instruments, and he can't really sing. <laughs> he really can't sing. Um, you can't even say it with a straight face. He can't sing. He always had great taste in music, and always knew what to recommend and what to get us into. And today's one of the episodes that. I think it was one of the first albums he told me you need to listen to this. And he actually, I remember him coming up to my up to my room, saying, "Hand me a CD, going, listen to this from beginning to end." And what we're bringing to you guys today is Iron Maiden's "Peace of Mind." So today I chose peace of mind because the first night they actually you slept over, we actually bought that. Remember? Yes. So and I told you, you know, I I always told my friends, always told my family that you know, to me, giving someone music is one of the greatest kind of gifts you can give because it takes time and it just shows something. You know, you're giving someone music, meaning I, I acknowledge what you really like, and music is just a is a language, is something that connects us all. And you were like, I'm interested in vinyl. I think it'd be kind of cool. You don't have your own vinyl record player yet, but come over. We pl- I always put the music on, and you never complained. You're never like, oh, this is stupid. I mean, I would expect you to tell me the truth if you did think, and you, you know, you you, you don't uh, you don't argue against it. You're cool with it going on. So we made sure I gra- made sure we got you an awesome vinyl. So when one day when you do get your own record player, you do take this home. And so about a month and a half ago, we go to Barnes and Olds. We were looking through vinyl. We we see the Iron Maiden section, which I which I didn't even think they would have. And you're like, Anthony, peace of mind, hands down. No, like this is the one I'm buying. And I'm like, all right, so we got it. And I'm gonna tell you, freaking top choice, like for real, phenomenal album, great choice. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, let me say say welcome to yourselves. And but let's see, it's just such a great album because it's one of those ones that from from beginning to end, there is not a bad song. I will say there may be one or two songs on here that's not my. I mean, it's not up to par with every of the other songs. Like not every song is a ten, but every song on this album is an eight or above. 
Like, yeah, I know. There, there is no question. There is no judging it. But so this is uh, Peace of Mind. It actually was released on May sixteenth, nineteen eighty three. And you know, it's the fourth studio album by Iron Maiden. It was originally released on, uh, back uh, by E. Uh, M Land, and then by Capital in Canada in the U.S., where it was later reissued by Sanctuary and Columbia Records. I know you really don't understand this, but my followers are vinyl people, so I'm, I give it to them. <laughs> and it was the first album to actually feature the drummer that they currently have. Did you know that? No, I did not. And he had actually recently left his Paris-based band called Trust and has been Iron Maiden's drummer ever since. It's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, this is actually really cool. And it's kind of cool. Isn't he the one that says the thing in the later, right? Yes. So we'll get to him. We'll get to him when we get to there. So today we're going to be talking about Iron Maiden, uh, Peace of Mind, which is an awesome album. I remember Dad come up saying, you know, you want to listen to this album. Every song is about a battle, about a war, about some conflict. And for real, this entire album is awesome. When, um, when did you first get introduced? So growing up, with dad he always i've mentioned on the show before where he would say oh you gotta check out these guys you have to listen to these yes iron maid is one of those bands where dad would say hey listen to this guy and i love him where were you first introduced to iron maiden through when or how how long ago about um it's probably about really probably about six years ago so dad's always dad always has influenced us from early on like yes very 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 early and um what what really drew you to Iron Maiden? Um, everything about him. The guitarist was phenomenal. The drummers, the drum was for amazing. Yeah. The singer was one of the best of all time. So you, really, you do like, know that's not the original singer. You know that Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, I know. You know that's not the original. They had a different yeah, singer. Okay, go on. Well, Bruce Dickinson was one of the best singers of all time. Best singer. Oh, yeah, no. Top. He still can sing that way because you just saw him in concert, right? Yes. Does he hold up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, it, it's not like um, I know he's I know he's worked back at it now, but I know a couple years, about like five, six years ago when Axl Rose went on tour with Guns N' Roses, when it, it was not good. It was he, It was like, ooh time and age have hit him now he's doing good because you just saw him also and with acdc and yeah. you were like no he's doing good again <laughs> so um bruce dickinson definitely holding up yes what i think drew me to uh iron maiden was the running was the spider web guitars that's kind of how they describe it if you hear it they do like these slides into the the, the sweeps that is like that spider webby guitar, the dual lead guitars. Cause it's not like one's playing a rhythm part and one's playing a lead solo. They're both playing a lead guitar, two different lead guitars in unison, which is insane. Crazy. And it's not like a lead solo. It's they're both shredding in at the same time. Perfectly. Like if one messes up, you would hear it. Yeah. And they do it. Perfect. And when I was in concert, one guy stopped to like battle Eddie and all of a sudden, he jumps back at the same part with like a ten second break. I didn't know how he jumped back into the like the perfect sync. It's a lot of rehearsal, a lot of Corey, probably a lot of practice. That's awesome. I mean, there's there's a reason they can still sell out. They can still sell out arenas. Yes. I mean, the, was it was it was it a packed show or was it? It was really packed. You couldn't move. There was no walking. There was it was. Just there was packed. no walking. So that's awesome. I think I've ever. 
I've only had that kind of feeling in a pit. I've never been to a show where it's like I was sitting in the crowd. Like I've I've been to like Warp Tour and that's you get in the middle, it's packed to a point where you can't walk, but I've never been like sitting in a crowd, sitting in a theater where it's packed like that. That must have been insane. I really wish I would have known they were coming through. I would have loved to see them. But, you know, maybe next time they come through. Uh, let's jump into this. So first off, let's go with the way this vinyl is. The cover is phenomenal. And now you mentioned Eddie and he's the monster, their main well, well, first off, I want to say is that not all of our listeners always come come to because you you know you're you're a guest right now. So I don't always focus on classic rock or metal. Yes. I jump around. So for those of you that don't know, Iron Maiden, '80s hair metal, uh, heavy metal band, fast paced, fast paced speed metal. And when we mention Eddie, if you find any of their albums or search or Google Iron Maiden, the band, you're going to see like the zombie looking dude. And that's like their mascot. His name is Eddie. His name's Eddie. And every album, they throw him in some kind of different pose or. This one is my favorite situation one. Situation predicament. And he's like the zombie looking creature. And he's chained up and locked in like a padded room. An asylum. In basically. an asylum. And he's got like his, his head looks like it was cut open. He's bleeding. And. It's wicked. No, he's in a straight jacket and everything. And I love the cover. I think yeah, that's one thing I always loved by your maiden is that the different albums all had different col- covers and they're very colorful or very drawn. Like it wasn't just some slap and slap an image and slap a logo to make it look cool. No, this is like someone took their mind and they did a phenomenal cover with this wicked bolded, very um I don't want to say this very bold font for their name, Iron Maiden, and then right below it is nice, like cursive, like pen cursive is peace of mind, and it's just very contradicting. It really just kind of throws it at you. We're like, whoa, what am I? What am I about to listen to? Mm-hmm. And well, the song that we just brought you in on is the song "Where Eagles Dare," and that's the first song on the album. And I mean, as you can hear, there there is no there is no preparation. There is no getting ready. This song is just. Boom, in your face, we're going. Yes. No stop. Uh, we don't care. There, there is no brake pads. There is no brake lay. We're not brake. Ch- no, we're boom. We're going fast pace. We're running right into it. And the album, the cover art's phenomenal. And this one thing, like Dominic, you're my generation too, but like I'm coming back to vinyl, so I'm, I don't kind of consider it as me. But our generation, the generations nowadays, they don't understand that it's not just a CD cover. When you get this, open this up. I mean, as you can see, there's more than just a cover. You have the inside artwork that they took the time they did. A, the inside is a fold-out, and they have the lyrics on the one side, on the right side, on the left side. It's the band at, like, a dinner hall. And there's a brain and in their food. And they're eating a brain. And that, oh, yeah, I didn't realize. Name, pizza mind. They're eating a piece of mind, which is, ha-ha-ha, kind of funny in wordplay. But then, also, if you look on the cover to the... Same. Actual vinyl, actual vinyl itself. It's the it's a um a top down shot of the actual brain sitting on a plate with some food, and then the and then the uh the back of it's just an awesome like looks like almost like a door's opening into the padded room, and there's a floating hand. It's just a crazy cover, really trippy ish kind of. And what do you think, Dom? Like, any idea? Any opinion? I like to point out the brain was actually Eddie's because you can see his head was split open. Yeah, so it's kind of like they're eating a piece of his brain. I think that's pretty sweet. That's an yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we're going to get, I think, I know before when I recorded, 
I'll do about 20 minutes and I kind of prank about one or two songs. Today is definitely going to be a little bit of a longer episode because me and Dominic, we were trying to decide what song from each side do we want to talk about. There's like there's like two like each five songs like from each side that we want to talk about. Joke is, there's side A's only got four, so obviously I don't know where the fifth song is coming That's in. I said two <laughs> there's too many. I mean, we, we want to talk about pretty much every single song. So we're just going to kind of run down and give our opinion on each of the songs, I think, and just what sticks out to them. Uh, so side A, we have first track is Where Eagles Dare. And so when they wrote this, uh, when they wrote this album, all the songs were based off of wars, battles, and it was based off a of lit that was inspired by literacy works that the band members had written, watched, or not they written that they read, they watched, they heard admired, about. heard about stories and tales. And the whole idea is that each song is essentially a battle of some sort. Yes. In this whole album. Where Eagles Dare is about the fighter pilots. Yes. What is um what's your opinion? What do you, what do you think about Where Eagles Dare? Um, so they give you no time to get ready for the song. You jump in and it's like already hitting you with full force. It's scary. It's scary. It's pretty cool. I love the the running. The, the intro is just, I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, Where Eagles Dare is a fun song. It's uh one of one of the ones I think that stuck out when I was a kid. I think this used to be when I was a kid. It used to be one of my favorite songs. I think it's awesome that the Where Eagles Dare's whole idea is that you talk about the fighter pilots that are flying higher. And I kind of get this World War II feeling where planes and fighting, fighter jets and maybe like even World War One-ish is where, think about it, back in World War One and World War Two, being a fighter pilot, flying in the sky, where they didn't perfect it, where anything could happen. Hell, World War One, there was fighter, there was planes that were like made out of like, they were riggedy shacked almost, like would not feel safe flying in one of those planes. In picture getting shot down by one of those, those are crazy. I think... It's one of those things that it shows that where eagles dare because to, to do that you were every time you went up at that point you didn't know if you were coming down you're you really risking it and I think it was a great way to start off. What's even better is that the second song Revelations comes in and I'm not gonna lie this is one of the ones where yeah this is one of the ones that wasn't that popular in this album. No, definitely um didn't you know stick through to me uh. I'm just gonna kind of move forward, I guess, on that one. Did mean? Yes. Well, I mean, I didn't listen to it that much either. Revelations, just I guess there. This is I guess one of those song ranking of eight. Like it's awesome song to listen to. Just doesn't stick out really, I guess, to me. Um, but then I mean, then you go from Revelations to Flight of it, uh, the Flight of Icarus, which phenomenal song. I love this one. So do I. The, the inner conflict between it's the father and child fighting. And for those of you that don't know, the, the story of Icarus is that it was an old Greek story of a man and his son that were trapped on the island. I can't think of the island name right now. That were trapped on an island, and to get off, the father uh, made a way, made a set of wings, like bird wings, and they were made of wax and string and feathers. And the way they played out is that if the father and the son are arguing back and forth, and the uh, the the son end up ends up grabbing the wings, the, the wings and off. he has to fly off. And he goes and too high. In the story, apparently, I, if I can recall correctly, the story is that the kid just sneaks away and he does it on his own. But in the they want to build that conflict between father and son in this song, 
and make it where the son had a conflict and he stole the wings from his father to, to leave. And he flies too high to the sun and the and sun melts the wax. And the kid falls to his death. That's yeah, what happens. That has to suck. That's got to suck. And that's just that conflict of the father and son. If they never fought, would he have ever lived? Would he have, would he have went away? Would he have still been with him? And, you know, I really didn't, I think I remember, this is one of the songs that kind of didn't stick out to me as a kid, but as I've grown, as I've grown, as I've listened to this album again, it really sticks true to me even more so because, I don't know, it's one of those songs I think, I don't know if it sticks true to you, but maybe when you get older, there's a, there will be music and songs that you didn't like when you were younger, but now you're like, oh, that's such a good song, and I don't know why I didn't understand it before. I love Flight of the Icarus. I mean, Flight of Icarus. Uh, next song, uh, Die With Your Boots On. Oh, my God. This is like on Dad's workout playlist. Like, I hear it almost every single day. I can hear it. I can hear it on his playlist right now. It, it probably is. He's probably working out to it right now. Yes, at 2.30 in the morning, Dad is working out to it right I mean, now. He probably is. <laughs> but, I mean, Die With Your Boots On, it's just that whole... If you're going to die, go out go, fighting. Yeah. Basically, that's what it means. It's it's awesome. Like if you yeah, if you're gonna die, you're gonna if you're gonna do it, give it your all. If you're going to fight, you're you want to f- die with your boots on, not as you're taking them off. And I think that just again, Iron Maiden, phenomenal song, catchy lyrics, that guitar riff. It just you, you got it. You you really do. Like like this entire outside was a part like. And even Revelations wasn't even that bad. It just was one it of the ones that is... a catchy song. It just doesn't stick true as, I mean, you sandwiched it in between where eagles dare and die with your boots on. You even put it next to Flight of Icarus, which is still a good song. So you kind of sandwiched it in between the two and like, oh, well, one got missed out there. Uh, if we go over to side, tr- side two, we have one of my favorite songs. One of my favorites. Phenomenal. It's uh, called... The Trooper. That that's my favorite song of the album. Just letting everyone well, here, know. Here, we're gonna give it to we're gonna give everyone a taste of it right now. love about the trooper is if they do that whole that dual guitar the where you can hear the the lead guitar playing the high up but then he's also got the other lead playing that low part and dual lead guitars doing that spider web formation that the up and down on the fretboard you hear it you hear him i've seen have you ever seen videos of people playing it have you ever see like videos of like them playing yes. the trooper up and down the his hand is going up and down the fretboard <laughs> Don't forget, I saw it in concert. So I mean, I mean, did you see it that close in concert? I was, I wasn't that far. You were that far, so you, you, you saw him jamming. Oh my god, that's so lucky. so fun. He got dressed as the trooper for the thing. Did he had he a red really? coat on. He had like boots and everything. He had the flag. He had the uh, British flag come out. Who he did? Was it was Bruce this Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson. That's awesome. Um, then after that one, I mean. See, this is the best part. Like you open up side A with "Where Eagles Dare," you con- you ended it with "Die yeah, with Your Boots On." You open up side two with the Trooper, and then right after the Trooper, 
This is one song. This was this is Dad's favorite song. Peace of mind. Yeah. Peace of mind. Or no, still life. Sorry. So we said, um, "Still Life" is one of Dad's favorite songs. He he always he loves this, softer. Here's a funny thing: is when he, I think this was the song that he got me into this album off of. Or I think he had me listen to "Where Eagles Dare" or "The Trooper," and then he goes, "Oh, that song, Peace of Mind." Still Life. Well, no, he kept saying because Dad calls it Peace of Mind. Well, so when you, he does his pe- I know, Peace of Mind. I know, but because of that, I remember looking up as a child trying to find it on YouTube. Saying peace of mind, and then the album's coming up, and I'm like, which one? <laughs> and you know, we didn't we didn't click, and he goes, oh, it's a different title, <laughs> and still life. And I think this is one of those songs that I didn't get as a kid. I, oh my god, I got it right away. Well, I got it, but it wasn't one of those like, oh, I love the song. I, I loved like, it right away. Loves it. And it, 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 as a kid, I as I listened to the album more and more, it became one of my favorite songs. And it's that internal conflict between of, yourself. Of, of the yeah of, of himself because it's a whole story of like someone going crazy of a man going crazy trying to talk to himself and trying not to kill himself yeah the one part where he says we'll go look at that pool they don't want me they want you to like, we'll jump right into that pool i mean that's kind of it's kind of weird it, it's not weird it's like it's it's deep and it's like very powerful i feel because it's like whoa because think i mean Think, think of someone that has those thoughts. That's a very could, could you picture having those thoughts every day? That's a it's an incredible battle that you must that that, that people must fight to say, nah, I got this, and it, it takes a piece of your mind. It, it really does, and you really have to fight, and it's an incredible battle. And, and the beginning with the, the backwards. The, the the beginning is what always caught me too, and I didn't I didn't really kind of like like all right, like what's the point of it? And then as I'm looking more and learning, I said this to you saying, hey, did you know this? You're like, oh, yeah, I already knew that. You're not I telling loved me it new. so much. I've researched everything about it. So so tell us, what is the beginning about? What's the story behind it? What's Why do they do um, this? Give, give the listeners, tell them well, why. The beginning, he goes, hmm, hmm. What, who said the ting with tree bounce? Do not meddle with things you do not understand. That is when they were performing in a country. Well, who's they? they? Uh, the... Oh, oh your maiden. When are your maiden? Yeah, when Iron Maiden was performing in a, I forgot what country it was, wasn't it? I don't. I. I, I, I was. I was over in Europe. One of the one of the one of the papal countries. Yeah. Well, the they're, uh, they're performing. Priest, the priest didn't like because they were always talking about like Satan. Well, the previous album before this, you know what the album was, right? The number of the beast. Number, so number of the beast comes out before, and everyone goes, "Oh, well, they're a satanic band." Yeah, and they got kicked out from the country. And that was the drummer. The new drummer said that to the priest. Really? Yeah. No. So he says this almost like in a mocking, like, see, we're not satanic, but he was trying to make fun of him and try and scare him. And I think that's awesome. Like, they and don't then, understand it at all. So this was kind of like, for all you, for all of you that think I'm just some satanic, we're just some satanic group, we're not. We're not, ha- we're just having fun. And so they wanted to have a little fun and poke at it. I'm like, don't mess with stuff that's not yours to mess with because you're ruining our country. You're, you're not country. You're ruining us as a band. 
where we're not being able to express ourselves. I, I think that's kind of ballsy. I kind of like it. It's kind of like, hey, you know what? And on the tour, they actually allowed him back in their country in yeah. like 2015, I think it was. 2015? Oh my god, that's like it was 20, like that's like 20 some years. It was a long time, and when they were performing, you see people crying from seeing them because they, like they were them. so happy to see them. That's awesome. I thought I was like hardcore fan. Then I see these people crying at that. I'm like, that mad. I wouldn't be like that. But I was like, oh, I'm not a hardcore fan like, then. Nah, it's, you can be a hardcore fan. Just like, can you picture me saying, you will never see these guys in the United States. And I don't know where they're like, you know what? You're going to get to see them in Buffalo. You'd be like, oh my God. I, th- I thought I would have to go to Canada, Europe, anywhere else. Now you got them. That's awesome. That's that's pretty wicked. I, and you know, the song, definitely, definitely one of their top songs. And Oh man, I would you know what I would love. I wish I could just go see them in concert and have them play this album from beginning to end. Um, that's what I want. They they did play the Trooper, Where Eagles There, and Die with Your Boots on. I was so mad they didn't play Still Life. That's it's. You know what though? As a from someone that like does music, I can see why they wouldn't because it's got such a slow, more mellow chill to it, which is which is what's different about this song. All the songs on this album are really fast-paced, energetic, go with get her, we're going to go fight, we're going to go do this. And this song just mellows in with this this weird intro of like backward music and talking and then this little mellow guitar and it's like, whoa. And I mean, it picks up at the end, but it, I, I, don't, I think it'd be a little awkward. Now, if I said it'd be awkward seeing them play the slow song in air quote, like slow song in quotes mean like they're really not slow. But their ballad, if Iron Maiden had a ballad, <laughs> um, I think it'd be weird seeing this played live because they're all upbeat so much, and then this would just kind of really, really throw them off their flow. Yeah. But if someone said, "Hey, Dominic, we're gonna let you go see Iron Maiden, and they're gonna start with where Eagles Dare, and at the end they're gonna do to Tame a Land, and that's it. You're gonna get the entire album." Dad be the best That's, concert ever. Oh my god, I would love I that. Think, I think Dad went to go see it. Dad probably saw it, but they played other songs. I think he's seen me. it like three times. But no, I'm saying is no. Like, I think he's actually seen Peace of Mind, the album. Oh no, I oh I bet he went to go see the see them in concert. I I'm pretty sure he saw this tour. I I wouldn't even like doubt it. Um, this next song is Quest for Fire, which is honestly pretty cool. I like the rolling. It was about cavemen. The, the cavemen fighting for fire. Yeah, and they thought it was like a great. I I thought I thought this the. The, this definitely threw up a little of a change up in the album because the guitar wasn't that consistent rolling. It was more of a dun, 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 dun. it's got that done by bus for fire. I know I'm butchering the lyrics. I'm sorry, guys, but it's got that rolling feel and it kind of a little different throws it up, but it's still heavy, still metal, still Iron Maiden. Bruce Dickinson voice literally from beginning to end hasn't faltered, hasn't changed. What are you trying to look up the lyrics for me? No. No, uh, I already know the lyrics. I know what but, you. I know you messed up. Uh, what is what is your point? What, what's your opinion? Do you have any any I? Uh... Um, I only listened to like the popular "Die with Your Boots On," where he goes there, the Trooper, "Still Life." That was the only ones I listened to. And one day, Dad said, "You have to listen to this front to end." And I was like, "All right." I listened to the whole thing like twenty million times, and I learned to love every single song in the album. Nice. Uh, next song we have is Sun and Steel, which I that's think is, one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm gonna say it's not my favorite on the album. This is definitely one of the eight or nines. I say it's a ten. Not my. I mean, I I, I will say Still Life Trooper, uh, Die Where with Your Boots, 
because those are those are tens. Sun and Steel, solid eight, not bad at all. Just not as on top tier. Um, but so you're the one that likes Sun and Steel more than me. So go ahead, Tam, I'm gonna let you take this one away. The reason I love Sun and Steel because it was telling a story of a young warrior, and he has a train. So he killed his first man at thirteen. And he's gained warrior through his whole life, showing us from be- beginning to end. I thought it was the coolest. So, you, so, so it's because it tracks. You can actually see a story in its song and stuff. Yeah. Rather than just a moment or a quick battle, you actually see a bit of a story in the song. Yeah. You know what? Never thought of it that way. I may, I think I, I may listen to the song differently now. I never thought of it that way. I always thought of it. Oh, well, this is just telling this. It's a, it's a beginning and end story in this one song. I like that. I, I didn't think of it that way. You know what? I'm going to go back. When I re-listen to this album again, I'll think of it that way, and I'll let you know how I think of it differently. Um, and then we're wrapping up this album with uh, To Tame a Land. This was definitely one of those eights. Um, I mean... I mean, it's all about a king just taking over land, apparently. I, yeah, I mean... There wasn't really too much about it. Like, where it was, was there. It was, was generic a- enough, not generic, but, you know, it was just another type of story, another power conquest. And, I mean, we're a rap. I mean, yeah. Uh, like I said, not every single song on this album is a 10, but all of them are easily above an 8. And this is just one of those 8s. Um, um, all right, so last part I do when I do an album is 1 to 10. Give me it. What do you 10. Say? 10? I would say 11, but okay. You say eleven. You said one through ten. Ten's the max. You can't go to eleven. That doesn't make sense. See, it doesn't make sense because you didn't finish the movie. You would understand that if you watched the movie. Still, what movie? This is Spinal Tap. I told you, you gotta watch that. What movie? This is Spinal Tap. What thing is Spinal Tap? It's a metal documentary. It's the one I tried to get you to watch last time you were over. You didn't. Yes, I did. You never. Yes, I did. Last time I was over, you were making me watch like mosh pits. Well, that was after. Anyway, guys, so here you have it. Dom gave it a 10. I'm giving it a 10. We can easily bump it to 11, but, you know, the dials just wouldn't be as wouldn't be as uh, much. Anyway, guys, get me on social media. Remember, I do have an email now, and it is vinyldiverspodcast at gmail. Please send me some emails. Send me some, le- le- send me some fan mail, some letters. Let me know what's going on. Tell me what you like, don't like. Really do. Send me some stuff. Let me give me feedback. Uh, I do have my my email on my phone and I haven't gotten anything yet, but hey, who knows? I do uh, check me out on Instagram. It's Vinyl Divers Podcast. That is usually where I'm posting and tweet and posting and giving them the most, con- the most content other than just podcasts. Uh, I am on Twitter at Vinyl Divers Pod. And I'm trying to tweet, but it's so hard trying to keep up with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, right now, Instagram is where it's at. And then my Facebook, I do have a Facebook. It's uh, the Vinyl Divers Podcast. It's my logo. You you know what my logo is. It's the, obviously, if you download your listing list, you see my logo. So there you had it. Peace of mind from Iron Maiden. Thank you for joining. Thank you for jiving back in. I'll see you next week. Peace.